Hey Fixing Fundraising fans, in this episode of Fixing Fundraising to celebrate Trustees Week, we were joined by Alice Rath. Alice is a digital marketer and, most importantly for this episode, is a young trustee. She's worked in the sector for nearly five years, working for organisations like Macmillan, Girl Guiding. She's also a youth advocate and in July 2020, she received a Diana Award for her services to young people in healthcare and the charity sector. At the age of 22, Alice was elected as a trustee for Crohn's and Colitis UK. So as a young trustee, she aims to bring a new perspective to the board and represent the views of young people who have been diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease. Right now, she's working with organisations to appoint more young trustees, and that's what we talked about today. Ever so relevant for Trustees Week, and as Andy and I are both young trustees on a board as well, we decided that it was time to talk to Alice about one of the biggest problems going on in the sector right now. As always, enjoy this episode and wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope you're safe and well and happy listening. Hello and welcome back to Fixing Fundraising. It's me, Andy King. I'm joined as ever by my wonderful co-host Tom Dufresne. Hello, I'm here. Good to see you, Tom Dufresne. Now that I is. know how old you are, I think we've reached a new level of friendship after I think several, so too. several years and many happy birthdays. I now know the number attached. Um, and the reason <laughs> for that is that we're joined by the wonderful Alice Raff today. Hiya. <laughs> yeah, Hello, sorry Alex. about that, exposing everyone. <laughs> um Using that nice tangent, Alice, what are we here to talk about today? Um, we are here to talk about young trustees because unfortunately only 3% of trustees are under the age of 30, which is shocking. Um, so the, the my main passion is around trusteeship as a whole. Um, my big talking point is young trustees because I am a young trustee Um but obviously this is an intersectional movement. This is around um, young trustees improving the sector as a whole and making sure that our trustee boards are fully representative of the, the society we live in today. And I, I think my my background to becoming a trustee uh, started from quite a young age, essentially looking back. Um, I was quite unwell as a child, as a patient at Great Ormond Street Hospital for about 12 years and um, I had a rare and undiagnosed gastro condition which meant that I was in a unique position I'd been through all the different services that they had to offer and <laughs> um, so when they were setting up a youth forum I was in quite a unique position and um, so there was put forward someone that had experienced um, a large part of the hospital and I was just able to at the age of 14 to talk directly with the chief executive and give my feedback based on my experience and have good discussions and with the focus of improving the the trust for um, young people and teenagers. So that kind of kick-started everything for me, really. Um, so I was doing that while I was at school and that wasn't enough. I decided that I wanted to be a charity ambassador, um, another opportunity for me to of use my experience for good to raise money for the hospital and 
that's how I ended up in the charity sector. So I didn't go to university, but I was lucky enough to fall into a marketing role. Um, and my second job, I sort of had a year to figure out that I liked marketing and did my research. And because I had all this voluntary experience, I ended up at a wonderful charity called the Stroke Association. And I think I was taken on board because whilst I didn't have a degree, I think I had a lot of other experience um, in the sector. And I think they liked that and someone that would um, be really championing their cause uh, internally. So it was actually at the Stroke Association that I became really familiar with the, the role of a trustee. Um, because as you understand when you start off your career you're you're so passionate and um, I'm still passionate now but I think when you first start it's like um, you've got this just like fire in your belly and uh, I just decided that the charity sector was for me this is where I was gonna be my career and so I wanted to learn like everything I could possibly know about the sector and so that's when I started looking into trustee roles and I noticed a couple of things. The first was that, that their age, their job title, uh, and it really um, it scared me a little bit because it made me think, okay, so to be a trustee, you need to be an expert in your field because I was looking around charities and all their trustees were either a head of department or a consultant or chief exec. Uh, and then their age so I thought that was oh normally to get to that position you're um, generally older so you need to be an expert and then I also assumed that you would need to be towards the end of your career to be able to give out that time to be a trustee so lots of assumptions I was making but um, it was pretty clear the trend that I was seeing so I parked the, the whole trustee thing just left that and thought I'll carry on with my my youth work so joined the NHSU forum, became a patient governor at Great Ormond Street Hospital, did, uh, became a youth expert advisor for my local trust. So um, doing all this stuff that I really enjoyed. And then one day um, I was uh, at Macmillan um, working as a digital marketer there. And I was on Twitter one day and I saw something called the Young Trustees Movement. It set up by um, a social change agency and they were just talking about you know their purpose which their purpose is to double the number of young trustees by 2024 so that's essentially three percent of trustees to six percent of trustees and I really liked it I really got behind this and I did a lot of digging around um, and realized I think that I had the the experience to become a trustee and I think that's all I needed really I just needed to see that it was possible I didn't really know it was a thing um but seeing people my age that were trustees just gave me a bit of a confidence boost really and um again reignited that fire and uh had the confidence to just go out and start looking for roles and um I went to reach volunteering and just I think good timing really I found a trustee role at Crohn's and Colitis UK. So whilst I don't have Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, um, I felt like I could be a really good ally because I had a gastro condition. So I could kind of understand what their beneficiaries um, and what support they would need. And it just felt like a really good fit. 
and they were based in Hertfordshire like me and I thought okay this is this is like you know when they say the stars align and um I applied and I got a role and I've now been in position for I think nearly a year to the day um which is really really exciting because looking back on it a few years ago I never thought that would be possible but the fact that um they were really excited to have me on board and they they like working with me and I love being a trustee is just yeah it's really incredible and I'm now working more with the young trustees movement because I have being a trustee now has made me realize that I'm obviously working in the sector um it's quite clear that the charity sector is and can be quite archaic and as a result we have a board that is not the boards aren't fully representative of the world we live in today. Um, so I'm sure everyone knows that trustee boards are predominantly white men, but it's actually 92% of trustees are white, uh, two-thirds are male. Uh, the average age is 55 to 64. And I think it's 75% of trustees have a household income above the national median. So Again, all of those stats put together, you can kind of put a picture together of an older white man who's a trustee um, as a, in a position where he has, um, has a bit more money than, than average. So his experiences are going to be very different to maybe the beneficiaries of the charity. And you see charities that are putting out these incredible transformational strategies and they're going to change the world but I don't think they can change the world with just one person's opinion so for me this is a problem and I really want to solve it but it's a big problem I think <laughs> I think it's really um, interesting what you're saying about about the the assumptions that you made from from looking at, at trustee boards and it, it reminds me of um did you ever go to a, a, a Pizza for Losers event or hear about them at all? Yes, I love them. There was, a, there was an awesome one in, in 2018. Um, and there was a guy called um, Daniel Jelani who uh, eventually set up the, the, the Muslim Youth Helpline. Um, but he was talking about his initial failure was that when, when he and his friends wanted to set up the helpline and they wanted to register as a charity, they looked at what it took to register as a charity and it took a trustee board and they looked at what trustee boards looked like and they thought that they didn't know anyone who was suitable to be a trustee. Um, looking at the makeup of the charities that they liked and respected, they thought, well, if we don't have a trustee board, then we can't do it. Um, and those those assumptions when those statistics are, are what they are, where 92% white, two thirds male, et cetera, become so damning they and they they didn't set it up for two years until two years later they were like wait actually screw that we can do it we can register but exactly as, as you said when you saw the the young trustees movement unless you see people doing it it can be so off-putting right exactly and I think that again that is part of the problem where um the people that are likely to apply for these roles or, or who already have this confidence to apply um they are again they fit into that bracket that are taking up 
a large proportion of boards. Um, and I think that uh, kind of fits hand in hand with, uh, sort of, again, an archaic idea that um, to be a trustee, you need to have previous board experience. Now, at, at the time I applied, I was I was a governor, so I had two years board experience. But um, I don't think that was recognised to be at the same level as uh, being a trustee. And I think, again, that is a small thing that I've picked up on as well, that maybe um, if you are looking for a trustee role, even if you have a bit of board experience that in um, another area, um, or if you don't have any at all, that can be seen as a disadvantage. And again, that's just going to build up this idea and how are we going to break down these barriers? We need a mix of people. And I think part of that can be due to the, the recruitment process and um, these assumptions that we have about what a trustee is and the involvement there. Um, so it, like even a small thing is, you know, just tiny tweaks that charities could make to make the whole process more inclusive so one thing that I would love more charities to do if they're not doing it already is making sure their board papers are um, written to the average UK reading age so that means that when they they are recruiting they can have a broader net of people to bring on board and that would be that would be transformational for you know especially disability charities where they could have um, a service user that's going to really be able to feed into their strategy and how how the charity operates and to have that voice um, would would be amazing and it would you know keep them in line and make sure that they are really being user focused and I think small changes like that can sort of level out the playing field which need to be done and also you know not putting in requirements that you need to have board experience because um, in a lot of cases, I, I don't think you need to have that experience. Um, so that is just one of those things. Um, I think it's about breaking down those barriers and just raising awareness that being a trustee isn't sitting around a stuffy boardroom. Um, you know, you can wear your trainers and it can be relaxed. And just if you want to be a trustee for a cause you care about, get out there and do it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think... Um... I think that piece about requiring previous board experience is the classic, uh, you need to have experience to get a job, but how do you get experience without a job? So you can't yeah. get experience because you can't get a job, but you can't get a job because you can't get experience. And it's the same as, as, as board experience, right? Like if a board doesn't take you on, how are you going to get that experience? Exactly. Um, so I think the, the recruitment charities really need to focus on the recruitment process and and that's you know considering the channels that they use um how they talk to people um in the application if they are looking for a specific person um so for example a national charity that doesn't feel like they're represented um that or they have representation from wales then you know ask ask for that and be very open about um the what you're lacking on the board and where you want to improve and um there's also lots of organizations that charities can look to um as like icons i guess um so the british youth council have a board of young trustees 
which is incredible. It's just all young trustees. Um, and also the Roundhouse as well. They have a really good board and they have young trustees and they do lots of work with um, other organisations to support them with um, recruiting a diverse, diverse range of trustees as well. Nice. If we um, if we go back to the point about needing to see trustees that that look like you, or uh, overcoming that barrier and, and the assumptions of, of of what young trustees are able to achieve, um, do you want to kind of talk us through what the last year has looked like with with Crohn's and colitis at all? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've, again, I've been I've been really lucky um, to find the position I have speaking to. Um, some other young people who have got uh, a lot more experience than me and have really struggled to find a role. Um, yeah, I've been very lucky. Uh, the the chair of trustees, Sue Cherry, she has been very open and says that, you know, they they didn't know they wanted a young trustee until I turned up. It wasn't something they were looking for, but um, it was just a nice bonus um, because it's uh, 25%, so a quarter of those diagnosed with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis um, are under the age of 20. So I think when they had a young trustee applied, they wanted to make sure that they had that representation there. And since joining the board, um, we've had a really great smooth transition. And I think they've put a lot of work in to making their trustees feel supported. So when I joined, I had a mentor so it was someone that I could contact outside of the boardroom, essentially, um, ask questions, go for a coffee with. Um, so for me, that was really nice. Whilst initially I didn't have many questions until my first meeting, it was just someone that I could email, never call. I, oh, my God, I hate picking up the phone. But <laughs> someone that I could just send an email to with a list of questions or things that I wasn't sure about, which... Um, really beneficial they gave me um one-to-one time with um the chair and um the chief exec when I started and also other directors that I wanted to work more closely with so working in digital was very keen to be involved with um digital marketing so having that time with the um director to talk about how I could support and um, what they needed from me was really exciting and um, going to the organization you know being in the office people know who I am and I think they do want to talk to me which is was really nice and um, at first I just thought I'll probably just be able to help with a bit of digital stuff but I've got involved in pretty much all areas of the organization which is um been really great for my own experience and I think it's given me a lot more confidence but um also just makes me feel so connected to the charity um so I have been really lucky in that respect um but at the same time they they know that they need to continue to improve so their average board age um did drop by about 20 years when I joined but But they um they know they know that they it's not a um 
it's a it's not turning on a switch it's um constant change and I think there is an expectation from me to hold them accountable which I'm happy to do um but yeah again I, I'm just happy that they've kind of got that mindset and just making sure that it's like pushing those right questions at the right time awesome I, th- I think that um that really neatly sums up the experience and shows not only what what they're getting from it but but what you're getting from it too um one of the reasons that that Tom and I were so excited to to have you on is that we're we're both young trustees too um which is <laughs> cool um we were saying before we hit record that how often do three young trees three young trustees not three young trees three young trustees get to spend time together which is, in an organic way which is really really cool um and I think diversity is 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 something that's come up in many forms of the of the podcast but but Tom you were saying about your board in particular and, and how it's run do you want to share anything from that side yeah of course I mean it's a unique uh a very unique board in that it is very young we have a BAME chair it's mainly female um we're currently in the process it's a um a homelessness charity and we're in the, in the process of trying to get someone with lived experience on the board as well um and it's it's kind of a, a new way of doing things i think if the charity hadn't been formed less than eight months ago it might be a different story but because it's a new organization you can kind of rewrite the rule book um i guess what how i would lead that on into a question in terms of my experience I was attracted to a young organization who had kind of rewritten that rule book. How do you think, I guess, I guess building on what you said already, Alice, how do you, how do you think longstanding established charities, household names, how do you think they can reconfigure the way they're looking for board members to attract more young talent? Cause it can't just be, digital right there must be other ways of doing it how, how how would they go about kind of doing that do you think that's a really good question actually I think uh I'm gonna say a large part of it is probably that internal politics so uh when I I was at Girl Gliding I was a digital marketing manager and I left in February and when I left they had just recruited two new young trustees so it was the first time they had young trustees on the board. And um, for me, I was really excited and that's incredible. But it's now we're just seeing large youth organisations bring them on board, which is obviously great. But um, considering that they support young people directly, um, it is a bit of a shame that it's taken this long. Um, so I think a part of that is to get over those um, those internal politics and I think when we see those those big names like Girl Guiding and NSPCC have just closed their recruitment or either appointed um, young trustees as well so that's really exciting and I think some um, charities will follow suit as we know from the sector that charities tend to look towards what other charities are doing so I hope that as a result, we will see a wave of um, more effective recruitment that um, is inclusive and has a better representation. I think for the actual recruitment processes, um, the the channels are really important. Like I mentioned, um, if you want a young trustee, think about 
their life is like, what channels they use. Um, so maybe pulling back from LinkedIn and using Instagram and um, going out to universities or colleges and um, putting some work in there. Because I think if you are looking for someone specific, um, you you will find a means to contact them. And I think by broadening the scope of how you find someone will again um, only improve diversity because just putting something out on LinkedIn, you're going to get the same types of people applying as well. Um, yeah, I hope that I haven't, it doesn't seem like I've got a disdain for LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're allowed to not like LinkedIn. They, they told me off for, for searching for too many people without paying for them today so i'm i'm anti-linkedin at the moment so you're all good <laughs> okay that's good then <laughs> um I, I think you're completely right though and and that has echoes of uh, of martha's episode where we were talking about um inclusive recruitment there too is that linkedin is a great platform but it has a very stereotyped audience and if you're looking mm. to break free of of the mold or especially of, of of middle class white men who are linkedin's target demographic using other platforms and mediums like twitter or instagram or actively looking specifically within your networks for young people that you know is going to make the difference right yeah definitely and i just think uh don't be afraid to ask for help so reaching out to an organization that's done it really well reaching out to the young trustees movement they've got loads of resources and support um and they will also help um support if there's any questions um, and I think that's important as well because um, when we're talking about being more inclusive we don't expect everyone to get it right all the time it's just you need to be making a conscious effort um, well that's how I see it anyway um, I don't expect people to have all the answers straight away I don't think anyone does really and um, so yeah just try <laughs> If you were going to sum up the benefits to it to an organisation of, of taking on younger trustees, mm. what would those benefits be? If anyone's still on the fence, yeah. Uh, well, I would say that obviously that's a really great question. I get asked that a lot, but at the same time, it's like saying, "What's the benefits of having a diverse board?" So that is how I feel to one extent. However, I also um see every day the work that amazing young people do so I know that and also thinking back to like my 19 year old self at the stroke association was so so passionate and it just had so so much energy and enthusiasm and I I generally believe that's what young people bring to boards um being on different youth forums um over the past few years I've I've seen that and it's just it's like another level of energy and on top of that I think young people have a different outlook on the world and um, just um, we've had a slightly different upbringing so um, Gen Z and millennials will see the world quite differently to boomers and um, I think that's important to consider so it's having just another perspective and then again having a young a young trustee, someone younger on the board, um, they might be able to 
divert the charity towards a way that's going to better support um, beneficiaries or, um, you know, try new fundraising ideas that's just going to be, um, I'm going to say, a bit more in the 21st century. But um, that's not always the case. It's just essentially having a new perspective, which I think is really invaluable. And that's the whole purpose, again, of having um, diverse recruitment. So, you know, if every board had 10 trustees and they were all white, called John <laughs> at the age of 60, that kind of have very, very similar thoughts and experiences. Um, so those are the main points, really. And uh, the only thing that I would caveat is that if you're not sure, uh recruit for and you're recruiting for a trustee just um put the application that you encourage young people to apply um and meet with them and they will blow you away i I promise you they have you'll be surprised by the experience they have um not necessarily board experience but um lots of young people are doing so many incredible things at the moment in the sector um or public sector and yeah, if any charity or um, chair of trustees has any doubts, just meet with a young person and I think all those doubts will go away. So, Alice, it's the next section. It's your, your peeve and your passion. You have 60 seconds on the clock to tell us about your unrelated biggest bugbear from the sector. Go. Wow, I suddenly feel really stressed. But um, my <laughs> my biggest bugbear is going to be a digital marketing thing, um, and it's charities on Instagram. Um, now, bear with me, but I just think that there are charities out there that just aren't utilizing the platform. And Instagram's been around for ten years, and they're still putting. Uh, out images that have got loads of text on which isn't the point of Instagram and they're still putting links in the comments which means people can't click on the URL and it it just grates on me a little bit just a little bit um so if I could have a magic wand and change that I would just make sure that charities could finesse their Instagram that was my pet peeve Excellent. Crushed it. 45 oh. seconds. Yeah. Oh wow okay I'm that's not too bad. You could have been ten years. Yeah, way to go, make me feel ancient. I'm like, Ten I'm years. a young trustee, but also, am I? Like, <laughs> I'm a really old trustee. Been around uh, Ten years. That's how I feel. Wait until, wait, have you got TikTok? Because that will make you feel old. Oh, I, I, no. I downloaded TikTok, I'm going to say, two weeks ago to be like, yeah, I'm young enough for TikTok. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really makes you feel old. It really does. It does, to be fair. All right, Alice, we've had your pet peeve. What is your passion? 60 seconds on the clock. Go. Oh, sorry. So my passion um, would be the movements in the sector. So non-graduates, welcome. I really love them. There's Charity So White and the recent one, Show the Salary. Um, I love that. And I think that's partly down to the people as well that work in the sector so it's movements set up by amazing people that work in the charity sector that see the great things charities do but still want to make it a better place which is my favorite thing 
It's question time, Alice. Hmm. That's as close to the jingle as you're getting. <laughs> oh my goodness. They're getting worse, and I'm not really sure how. Um, I'll be honest, it was a low bar to start with, and here we are, yes. season three, and they're worse. We've, ma- we've maintained the low bar. Um, moving swiftly on from, from that, uh, based on everything that you've shared um, in this episode, Alice, is there one, is there something that you can recommend? It could be a blog or a website or a training course uh, that people can go to get to learn more about how to recruit young trustees. Yes, definitely. Um so the Young Trustee Movement, again, they've got um, a resource hub with lots of helpful information. Um, they're also very friendly people, so you can reach out and ask them questions. And um, they also have a pledge that you can sign. So if you are someone who generally supports the concept of Young Trustees, if you're an organisation that is starting to think about bringing on a Young Trustee, or um, just wants to start thinking about the diversity of their board, which you should be doing, Um, you can sign the pledge and it's putting forward your commitment to the movement and um, having a diverse board in the charity sector. Alice, when you think of, of young trustees and boards, is there anyone in particular that you think that's smashing it out of the park? Uh, yes, definitely. So um, ones that I've touched on already are the British Youth Council. So their board is all young trustees. Um, so they're really good and definitely worth looking into. Uh, the Roundhouse as well. They have a really diverse board and they've got into a really good process of bringing on young trustees um, in a way that sort of um, has a rotating board and giving lots of people opportunities to become a trustee. Um, NSPCC again um, they have just recruited young trustee so this is another opportunity for um, charities to lead the way and now they have some really good examples to look to Alice if you were followed around with a sign above your head what would it say and why um, so it's going to be double-sided. I know that's a thing, so I'm going to Excellent. go with it. Yeah. Um, the first one will just be like my life motto, which is uh, work hard and be nice to people, which is quite basic, but it's like everything I do, try and live by that, which works for me. And the other side will be text don't call because the amount of times I get phone calls and I can't pick up because I have phone anxiety. So, yeah, double-sided depending on the mood. That would be my sign. Nice. <laughs> I love it. And our final, and I'm going to say most important question, is mm-hmm. contested mostly between me and Tom. Um, but I'm going to say it's the most important question. Alice, what was your favourite joke? Uh, I, I was thinking about this today, and honestly, the first joke that came to my head was 2020. Like, that's a joke, but... No one's laughing, really. So <laughs> my then I did a lot of Googling of dad jokes. Um, oh, yes, here we go. <laughs> the nine. one that made me laugh um, at like half nine this morning was, why do melons have weddings? Because they can't elope or cantaloupe. 
Punchline. <laughs> oh, I ruined the punchline. <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. No, good. It's good. I uh, I just got a one of those Google Nest things because I have Spotify apparently, and apparently they give those out. And every time I walk into the room, I say Google, tell me a joke, and and it's told me that one before, and I did laugh for quite a while. So good it's job. Good job. It's good a good job. job I've got earphones on because my Google Mini would start flagging up little jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alice, thank you so much for coming on. If if people want to find out more about the Young Trustee Movement or or you yourself, where can they go to find you? Um, they can Google Young Trustee Movement and uh, SEO will do the rest. Or they can look for me on Twitter. It's just Alice Raff. Um, pretty much Alice Raff everywhere. Um, and yeah, really happy for people to get in touch as well if they've got questions about Young Trustees um, and all of that stuff. Amazing. We'll make sure that we put links in the description as well so people can find stuff. But uh, I like that uh, digital marketer's answer. The SEO will take care of the search and you'll find what you want to find. I love it. Thank you so much, Alice. No, thank you so much for having me. This has been like my lockdown listen podcast. So thank you. It's been really great. Amazing. Thank you.